Talking with T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage its listeners with trending news, hot topics, current events, real issues, interesting interviews, new music, and much more. Now, here's T spilling the tea in five, four, three, two, one. Hello, my friends. I'm about to begin the show designed with you in mind. You're tuned in to Talking with T where we chatter about what matters on the show with the flow that keeps you in the know. This is Tanisha Baker, and I'm always excited to host Talking With T. It's March 8th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, actors Leon Robinson and Boris Kojo, who is actually a German actor and former model born in Australia. Today on the national calendar is International Women's Day the day to intentionally uplift women and their achievements, contributions, and strength. Here's to all women everywhere. Be fearless and focused. Be steadfast and strong. Above all, be you. The theme this month is spring into action. I said spring. That means move forward with enthusiasm and energy. You don't have to have everything figured out to take the next step. You just need to have faith to face the future. Life is full of uncertainties, but one thing for sure, life goes on. Spring into action, spring forward instead of falling back. Any form of progress is better than none at all. If you have to tiptoe, then do that. If you have to crawl, do that. If you have to fall on your face and get back up again, do that. At least you're moving forward. Dr. King said faith is taking the first step, even when you can't see the whole staircase. Talking with T would love to feature your organization or business. Become a sponsor or advertise on the show. Let us help you reach more people and promote your brand, service, or product. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back featuring an interview with Matthew Best and information on the newly established AE Foundation. Business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs, why not build your brand on Talking With T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit TalkingWithT.com. All right, listeners, as promised, um, Talking with T likes to be a bridge in communications where we can bring information straight to the community. And today I am so delighted to have a friend of mine, uh, someone who has a big heart for our community, Matthew Best, and he's going to share with you some more information about the newly established AE Foundation so, Matthew, welcome to Talking with T. Thank you for joining us today. I'm glad to be here. I've been wanting to be on Talking with T for a long time now, so I'm just happy I finally <laughs> did something decent enough to get on the show. <laughs> well, now you know what it takes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, before we jump into our conversation about the foundation, won't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your work in the community? Yes, ma'am. I am Matthew Best, originally from Memphis, Tennessee, came to Knoxville to go to UT, um, graduated from there a number of years ago, um, did a lot of ministry, uh, did college ministry with college students at UT, um, then did ministry with high school students at Emerald Youth, and now I work at Johnson University, um, so you get to hear me yelling at you about 
all the great things about Johnson if you listen to WJBE enough. Um, and I, I run a high school theology institute where we teach kids about faith and justice, and I also do diversity and inclusion work at Johnson. I love it. I love my job. I love what I do, and I also uh, am an assistant basketball coach at Austin East. So I've been uh, I live in East Knoxville, um, right 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 around the corner from 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 AE, and uh, and I absolutely love AE, love the Roadrunners, love this part of town, and uh, I'm just happy to to be here. Okay, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you sharing a little peek into Matthew Best. And you have the heart for supporting AE and the community, as you shared. And through that heart, um, you, with the help of some partners and consults, including myself, established the AE Foundation. Now, first, I'm glad you shared your connections to AE and East Knoxville because, you know, the street committee likes to make sure that you legit. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And I said before, if we don't know the right information, we guess. And I, I've read comments about the AE Foundation. I've heard questions about the foundation. So I'm going to ask you to lay it out there for the people. Let them know about the foundation, the purpose, and what it is. Yes, ma'am. So I would say I we went into this. So it wasn't me. And like you said, it's a, it's a few of us. There are a lot of people that are working on this that kind of don't want to be named and, and kind of want to stay behind the scenes, which works out perfectly because the foundation is not going to be really making decisions on anything. The foundation exists solely as a fundraising entity. Um, I reached out to the Austin East Alumni Association back in the fall and kind of got their blessing to go along with this because both, both I think, entities really need to exist and they serve different purposes. For those that don't know, community foundations are a thing that has been around for literally for decades. And in Knoxville, they've been around in every neighborhood except East Knoxville. And I bring that up because you'll have a lot of schools in other parts of town that are raising anywhere from sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year that they are putting into their schools that have nothing to do with KCS, nothing to do with the state, nothing to do with anybody. It's just community members and parents and alumni making sure that their schools have exactly what they need what they need and so as i've been around ae more over the last few years and i've been talking to principals talking to administrators talking to people like you and teachers there are a lot of things that teachers and administrators really want to do at ae that would really serve our kids but money is the only reason why they can't do them and so you know me and some other people came up with a with an idea if if we could just raise fifty thousand dollars a year in addition to what the school is already getting from other places, that could make a big difference. And we also want to make it very clear that the, most of the money that we're raising will go towards academic and extracurricular supports um, so that no more than 25% as of right now that, that we're raising um, is going to go towards athletics. But we wanted to also support athletics as well. And so community foundations do very, very different work. They, they don't really run programs. They don't really um, – have anything that is uniquely their own that they host, they're literally just raising money and meeting needs for the school. And, and I've come to, to, to know, to come to learn that there's a wish list that a lot of AE teachers and administrators have. And so a lot of the things that are on that will be perfect things um, for the foundation to kind of address. And, and as of right now, we've got a few decisions to make those of us that are kind of still raising this money about how often we'll disperse stuff. But but at the end of the day, if the foundation exists and there literally is an emergency that comes up at AE, we want the foundation to have money in it at all times so that the school can get what they need no matter what. 
All right. Thank you. So I'm going to translate for the street committee. <laughs> Please do. All right. Number one, the more the merrier. I'm going to say that. Two, my first experience with understanding how a foundation can support a school is through my involvement with the robotics club. And as we would go to competitions, I noticed that different schools had equipment and tools and just extra things that I would have liked for our kids. And while I did write grants, competing at that level is quite expensive. And so I started asking around, and so many people told me, oh, our foundation did this or our foundation did that. And I'm thinking, oh, we need one of those. Two, it is not a competition with the Alumni Association. And I said this um, on social media. I'm going to say it here. Every team has positions, different positions. The collective talent make a team successful. So just because we're in different roles, just because we're playing a different position does not mean we're not on the same team because I think ultimately the large goal is for Austinese and the surrounding community to be successful. So if you have a project that you're fundraising for, go for it, go and be great. We have a specified focus, and also, and Matthew, correct me if I'm wrong, but to my experience, a little research that I did, a foundation can attract a different level of funding and fundraising that may not always be afforded to an association. Is that correct? Absolutely, and what I've found is that, you know, there are lots of wealthy people that dump their money into foundations just so they can they can say that they did it, and then... If you're connected to them or connected to the foundation they're connected to, they will literally just transfer their money. And we're talking large sums of money. We, you know, we had an anonymous donor give ten thousand dollars to help us get this fund started. And so right. there's lots more people out there that that are really trying. But there also is space and room for community donors. And so I, you know, I give monthly to the, to this fund. Um, I know a couple other community members that live here that give monthly to this, and, and it's so because there's no amount that's too big or too small. But you're right. Uh, foundations can attract larger donors that can really give gifts that make make for big change in the community and in the school. Right, and so everybody kind of knows me. They know where my heart is as a youth advocate, and particular to advancements around education, exposures, experiences, and opportunities as we plan for futures. That's just what I do. That's my lane. I know my assignment here. And so the idea of a foundation that could possibly upgrade a science lab um, that could maybe assist with getting the system inside the school, the communication systems in place, provide extra support for tutors, ACT prep, I'm down for that. But that's not to negate or even shun other opportunities for athletics. My son plays basketball and football there. So, yeah, you know, beep, beep. I'm all for that as well. I just want people to understand that Collectively, this is a good, heartfelt effort that is not intended to compete or be against anyone else. It's really just joining the team, right? Absolutely. And this thing is foundations are annual, right? So we're not talking about one-time project, let's raise $50,000 and be done. We're talking $50,000 every year um, to start with that the school can, can hopefully count on to supplement the things that they want to do. And you know, you know, uh, you know. Let's say that it's fifty thousand dollars. A quarter of that is what twenty five percent. That's what twelve thousand five hundred. If we right. use just that on on athletics, think about our non revenue sports 
at AE. So we're talking boys soccer. We're talking girls softball. We're talking volleyball. We're talking track and field, cross country, those sports that don't typically make a lot of money on their own. Imagine if those sports could start the year with an extra thousand or $2,000 in their account just to help them compete on the same level as all these other schools in our area. You know, so I know we care a lot about our roadrunners here. We care about our sports. We we care about all kinds of stuff. And, and something like this is money that the school can count on year after year after year to really help us level the playing field. That's really what this is why I got into this. This is a justice issue for me. It does not make sense for our zip code to affect the education that our kids get. And what happens is this KCS can say we spend the exact same dollar amount per child at every school, which is technically true. But that does not take into account the fact that folks in other zip codes have these community foundations that are pumping money um, all year, every year, into the school that's separate from what our kids have access to. And we just wanted to level the playing field, and, and I think that's our particular role to play. I think the Alumni Association does incredible work. They they, they host incredible events. They're, they do a lot for alumni. They do a lot for for graduates. They do a lot for our kids in different projects, things from year to year, and I think that there's definitely room for that. The foundation is not going to do the same things that the Alumni Association is doing. So, like you said, this is not a competition. This is, I think, us adding a piece to the puzzle and us realizing, hey, this is how the other side has been doing stuff for a long time. This is how other neighborhoods have been doing things for a very long time. And now we're trying to catch up and we're trying to do what they've been doing for a long time. I'll just give you a quick note, uh, Ms. Tanisha, is mm-hmm. a lot of these foundations have so much money in them that they literally make interest, and they will have money in them for years if nobody ever adds an extra dime into them. And so the foundation we've started actually is already an investment, and it is accruing money um, by just sitting there. And so um, so that's that's why I said we're playing the long game here and trying to establish something that will bless and serve Austinese for years to come. That's amazing. And you uh, mentioned level in the playing field, and that's an equity issue, right? So equality is the fact that all – Funds are distributed equally across the board per child. Um, some Title I schools are afforded a little boost in, in um, funding. But this foundation helps to achieve equity. And that's not giving everybody the same thing, but giving everybody what they need. That's it. That's and, it. and I truly believe that it takes the village. And so that village can have an association Some schools have more than one foundation, actually. Absolutely. You know, so you can have an association, one or two foundations, a booster club, a PTA, all of that is going to work um, in the best interest of our kids. So is there anything else you want to share before we end our time today? No, ma'am. I think that's it. If people want to want to learn more about it, you can go to aefound.com, A-E-F-O-U-N-D, Dot com. The website is up. We had somebody graciously um, design that for us and, and, and give us a really big discount on, on getting that website up and going. And uh, and people can start giving money now. It's uh, and supporting it now. And uh, yeah, well, it's just, I'm proud of, of what a lot of us have been able to get started. And I'm excited to see how this impacts students and teachers and principals and, and all the folks that really are doing a fantastic job trying to serve our kids. All right, so I'll post a link to the AE Foundation on TalkingWithT.com. If you have any additional questions, you can message me or Matthew, and we'll do our best to answer. Now, remember, I'm just a guide on the side, so don't come at me too hard. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I do, Matthew, once again, appreciate you coming on Talking With T and can't wait to have you back on the show. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. 
Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. WJBE 99.7 FM and 1040 AM, just the best every day. All right, listeners, by now you know what time it is. Our review of trending news, and today I have none other than the know-it-all Professor Jay and our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam. There's so much in the news, I, I hardly know where to start. But let's talk about the video that emerged of the police officer who pepper sprayed a woman suspected of shoplifting while she held a three-year-old. And let me go ahead and go on record and put it out there. We don't condone any type of criminal activity. However, there are ways to de-escalate situations and treat people with dignity, especially when you don't even know if they're guilty or not. The city's mayor said the body cam of a Rochester police officer pepper spraying the mother are, quote, certainly disturbing. Now, you can see this video for yourself through the link on TalkingWithT.com, or you can just take our word for it. He showed the officer the contents of her purse, said she didn't steal anything, and when he said she had to stay with him, she took off running. Now, admittedly, probably not the best response, so people need to understand the fear that people have being black in America when confronted by the police is a real thing. But the woman ended up being charged with trespassing. Now, this incident is on the heels of another one involving the Rochester police in which they pepper sprayed a nine-year-old. On that video, the officer can be heard saying to the young girl, stop acting like a child. And she responded, I am a child. Okay. So here we are once again police behaving badly and how as we as i ask whenever we're faced with one of these stories how can we trust those who are sworn to serve and protect when they are clearly disregarding the lives that they are indeed sworn to serve and protect and there are other ways to apprehend or get a child i mean she was nine so I'm not exactly sure why he went to those measures anyways, because I watched a video the other day of a man running around, ducking and dodging the police, even got inside the police car in the driver's seat. And they were like, mm-hmm. please get out. Mm. Please get out. So in a nutshell, you said it's not in our head that there are discrepancies and disparities in how citizens are treated by the police. Clearly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the next story I have I thought was actually fake news, but then it surfaced on multiple sites, and I believe it to be credible. In fact, there's a video supporting the story. There was a 13-year-old black boy out of Texas. He went to a sleepover. The family said that while the child was at the sleepover, he was forced to drink urine of another child while the children laughed at him, called him racial slurs. They even said they shot at him with BB guns. So we have so many questions here. But first, let me say that the mother had reported incidents of bullying for months. And I'm thinking, so why let your child go? But anyway, she says the boy thought these kids were his friends. And when she reported it to the school, the school said they couldn't interfere because the incident didn't happen on their campus. However, when pressed for a statement, the school district said, quote, due to legal restrictions regarding the confidentiality of student information, Plano ISD is unable to release specific student information, but it can confirm appropriate measures were promptly 
taken to protect the victim and to investigate the allegations. The district does not condone bullying, harassment, and or threats against any student. Yet and still, protesters gathered in front of the school this past Friday to demand justice and condemn the school for how they handled not only that incident, but the numerous complaints from the mother about the bullying. And I know you can't always blame the parents, but where were the adults at this sleepover? And who raised these little monsters? Somebody, a child or an adult, should have stopped this foolishness. I think I blacked out when I first read the story because I can't even imagine knowing my child suffered that type of cruelty without me losing my mind. Right. And, you know, again, I'm with UT. You know, where were the adults during this particular sleepover? And my question would be if the mother knew that the child was going through these various incidents of bullying, why would she even allow her child to spend the night over somebody else's house? Mm-hmm. That That's my number one question. I know you want to try to give your child some sense of normalcy, but you just can't let your child go over everybody's house. I mean, Not to mention who having a sleepover during COVID, but anyway, carry on. Let's – that part. <laughs> that part. Yes, and if you're the only black kid, um, I would suggest you don't send your black child to an all-white sleepover. And they wouldn't have had to give the kids names because the report would have said, Justin, Billy, Harry, Ethan, all in ICU, along with their parents. I think I would have cleared <laughs> the whole place out. Look, in fact, I don't even think my kids would have went for it. I think they would have cleared it out. Pick one from the oldest to the youngest. It don't even matter. You know know what? That um, is another side of this story because I wondered about the kid and their self-esteem or confidence that they had in themselves to even allow those kids to do that to them. And so there are a lot of angles to this, but the story in itself is disturbing. Um, and I feel, you know, really bad that the little boy had to suffer that. So we'll see if they take any actions against them. But I do believe that whoever the adults were at this sleepover, they should be accountable in some way. Right, they should. It makes me think about the black woman that went to the sleepover with the other football moms. And she was the only black one, and she ended up dead. And they said she was drunk and she fell off the balcony, but there were signs of fighting on her body and trauma, but after a brief investigation, they just closed the case. I'd like to think that these stories would be fewer and fewer between, but they are not. And so we continue to stress and fight for justice on multiple levels. But I do hope that Collectively, as parents, as adults, we are teaching our children better and hoping that the next generation, the generation after that, does not behave in the same way as we're currently going through and we've been going through since the Civil Rights Movement. But I'm going to move on because COVID is still somewhat in the news. Now, we here on Talking With T encourage you all to still take precautions as we deal with COVID-19. People are still becoming terribly ill and even dying. And truth may be, it's less than before, 
But you don't want to be in that number, even if it's a smaller number, of contracting the virus. People are out here asking to plum food. They have these mass parties. There was this street party near the University of Colorado. They say almost 800 people were there. Then there was All-Star Weekend in Atlanta this past weekend. And that drew people from all over, even though they couldn't even go to the game. So there are these block parties, street parties, these massive gatherings, and COVID is still on the low, peeping through creeks and crevices and attacking people. And mind you, while there has been a vaccine rollout, people Mm -hmm. are, like we said, people are still out here partying. You did mention All-Star Weekend. Um, old girl has, has become viral. I cannot think of her name at the moment. Her name escapes me. She has gone down to All-Star Weekend, and she has balled out until she has fallen out, literally, uh, to where she is raising money so that she can get back home. She's begging social media to contribute to her cause to help her get back home. Now, what's the cause again? What's the cause? What what are we contributing to? I hope y'all are contributing to her. No, I'm just saying, what's she asking for? (laughs) She is asking for money to get back home. She went to Atlanta and spent all her money. Yes, she did. And she wants the public to help her get back home. She does. Okay. Let me, Carry on. Find, let me see if I can find her name. Oh, okay. And she has, start, she has started a trend because I've seen several. One young man said he needed to get back home. His car broke down, and there have been several of them. It will never be that serious to go somewhere, and I don't have the money to spend or to stay. There were people actually sleeping in cars, sleeping in U-Hauls, I saw a live where it was 12 more men in one Motel 6 room. Wait a minute. In a what room? We'll leave the light on for you. (laughs) I'm just, so these people don't have friends or family that they can kind of discreetly ask to help them out a little bit. Do they have jobs? Maybe this adventure wasn't for you. Perhaps these are trips you should take when you're a little more financially stable. I am shaking my head. I don't don't know if you can hear how hard I'm shaking my head. (laughs) That I am shaking my head. Mm, Very interesting. Well, that's all the stories I have for today. And I can't wait to hear what the two of you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but be reminded you can call in with your thoughts or opinions to our talk line. That's 865-409-1170, 865-409-1170. You can also leave comments on TalkingWithTea.com, share stories or spill some tea. In the meantime and in between time, engage with us on social media and subscribe to Talking With Tea Daily our online newspaper for your daily scoop of trending news to find out what we're talking about. Be sure to stay tuned to the D.L. Hughley Show right here on the historic WJBE and when you turn down for the evening. 
Check out the smooth grooves from the Sweat Motel. Thank you for tuning in to Talking With T, your urban talk show. The show designed with you in mind. And we would love to connect with you right now on social media. All things Talking With T. And you can listen to the show 24-7, 365 on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Now on that note, T will end with a quote. Until the lion tells his side of the story, the tale of the hunt will always glorify the hunter. Remember where you heard the word. Keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.